0: The following Roaring 20s Detroit Lion podcast may contain offensive language like, (laughs) son of a, (laughs) depending on the outcome of the (laughs) game. Listener discretion is advised. It's going to be fun, man. I cannot wait to watch you guys play. Bounces off a tackle. He's home. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. We're going to kick you in the teeth off, looks, Goff throws, caught, inside the one, fighting for the end zone and getting
1: in for the touchdown Detroit Lions!
0: We're gonna buy the kneecap off. Inside the five,
1: caught, end zone, touchdown Detroit Lions! Jamison Williams,
0: welcome to Detroit, young man! It's our core foundation, man, grit. Doesn't matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes, I will beat your ass. You're listening to the Roaring Twenties Detroit Lions podcast. Now, here are your hosts, the outsider Scotty William and the doc. What's up, doc?
1: And we are here for the Roaring Twenties. Yeah. You like that, Doc? is love it. Isn't, isn't, isn't that music to your ears?
2: The lions are roaring. The soup, the Campbell soup is cooking on the stove. Yeah. It smells good in here.
1: Yeah. Nothing like a lion soup.
2: You got The Campbell soup on the stove and the blue Kool-Aid. Yeah. Served up to chase it down.
1: I'm, yeah. I love it, baby. <laughs> you know, you know. Well, listen. This is the you first... Know. You know. <laughs> Roaring Twenties Detroit Lions podcast, of course, with me, the Outsider, Scotty Williams, and the Doc, and we want to thank you for listening to the first one. We'll be here all season long, all preseason long too. That's right, uh, and we will be tackling what do we got for them? News? Uh, we'll have some top fives coming up, and uh, anything Detroit Lions, right?
2: That's right. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna cover everything that's happening. And uh, we're going to have a good time doing it because this is going to be a special year, Scotty. I'm telling you, I know you don't quite
1: believe. I have my doubts. I'm not on the line bandwagon as we yet. I- I'm going to be the voice of reason, I think. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. I'm going to try. I- I- I'm not going to be too negative because this is Detroit Lions and we want to restore the roar
2: that's right it's beneficial to have the roar restored that's right right this this won't be beyond our own challenges that we have to face this won't be very successful exactly you know we're two and 14 two and 15 at the end of the year right right
1: well this first show as you know is uh being broadcast on your favorite podcasting platform whether it's Spotify, Apple Music, Stitch, Well, No, I don't think Stitcher is going to be around much longer. But anyways, uh, you'll be able to catch this show live every Wednesday on the sportsforamerica.com. The Sports for America Network. And uh, sooner or later, you'll be able to interact live with us. And be able to ask the doc how his season tickets you naughty, naughty, uh, you teasing are going, me you naughty, Is he naughty. loving every game that he's going to? Uh, even though he won't be going to the uh, Thanksgiving Day game He said that, he did tell me that a couple podcasts ago
2: I might change my mind on that
1: actually okay. Well if they're winning, you're going to change your mind
2: No, 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 I've, I've never been to a Thanksgiving game Thanksgiving okay. you is, need a, to. is a sacred holiday to me In terms of, and, and we'll get into this in a little bit with our top five Lions fandom defining moments that are personal to us.
1: Okay. I got some great ones.
2: And there's some Thanksgiving tidbits in there. Nice. And to me, getting together with the family and watching the game Okay. with good turkey and all the fixins is the ultimate holiday. So I've never gone down to Ford Field or the Silverdome before that. This year, I might. Depends how we're looking.
1: But I'll be honest with you, if you're going to do it, Go down and tailgate with a nice turkey dinner, some adult beverages. You'll have a great time. Keep warm. You'll be able to see if you decided to take the kids with you, you could watch the parade right off on Woodward.
2: That's true. Yeah? Not so interested in the parade.
1: I know. Pa- parade. I'm not a big parade guy either. But anyways. So you want to go with the news first? What, what do we got going on? Yeah. I,
2: crazy day at training camp now we're recording this on a monday night so by the time we post this things could radically change but we're barely 60 minutes into the opening of camp and cj gardner johnson suffering a potential potentially serious non-contact knee injury now Thankfully, it looks like it is not as serious as earlier reported. We still don't know if he's going to miss any time, any games, anything like that. But, you know, Scotty, I texted you when this news came out and I said, when we're doing this podcast, are we going to be able to swear? Is this going to be an adult podcast? Because I'm already, you know, five F-bombs into the season. That's
1: why I I put the disclaimer in the beginning.
2: Because we've already lost a key piece of our secondary coming into the new season. And that's obviously a a big area that needed upgrading over last year. But for now, it seems like things are going to be okay. But we'll have to wait and see on that. I think the other bigger news or big news of the day is in town for a free agent visit, Teddy Bridgewater mm. now you said something really stupid before we started uh recording no. and that is that you would rather have Nate Sudfeld backing up Jared Goff than an experienced former NFL starter in Teddy Bridgewater what? and if you would like to expound on how ridiculous of a statement that is the floor is yours
1: okay that that's my statement on that. No, listen. I, I, <laughs> you I better, just you better come I, up with more than that. No, I know. I I just feel like, you know, okay, I'm going to give you credit. Teddy Teddy Bridgewater did play well when Drew Brees went down uh in New Orleans. Uh, he didn't fare as well when he went to the Panthers. Uh, I just think it's a coin toss. I mean, I I mean, he's injury prone. Um and who's to say you know, Sudfeld I'm not saying he's proven, obviously he's not, but he's a guy that, you know, he obviously uh, was good for them last year in, in a backup role because golf, but but golf doesn't go down. He's not injury prone.
2: He didn't play. You can't be, I could be good in that role. Well,
1: but here's my thing. (laughs) How do we know? But here's my thing, but how, how do we know if he's going to be, how do you know if he's bad? And why would you want to pay that extra money for a Teddy Bridgewater? I mean, I get it. But that's that's hoping that, that's almost hoping that Jared Goff goes down with an injury.
2: No, it's not hoping. It's preparing. Okay. Well, it's preparing for what could happen. Th- that is a totally different thing.
1: Well, I, I I I just feel like, I think that's, they could spend that money elsewhere.
2: You're not going to be saying that if Jared Goff goes down in week 1 and then who do you turn but to? But do you
1: feel like Teddy Bridgewater is going to bring that same quality of passing accuracy and in to the backup role no. behind Jared Goff?
2: No. Because if he if he could bring the same level of talent as Jared Goff, he'd be a starter. But you're not getting starter level talent at this point. You're looking for a backup. And Teddy Bridgewater Is the best backup that you could possibly have going into this season.
1: Out of everybody that's a That's everybody out there. That's a free agent.
2: Yes. Who give me, give me one name. That's better. That's available than Teddy Bridgewater to back up Jared Goff, please.
1: Well, let me look at here. Uh, I'll wait. Okay. Uh, free agents, 2023, still available. Um, we wanted to keep this segment to ten minutes. We're gonna try got, to keep got, it. You've got no. you got two uh, minutes left, so you, know, we, you better hurry well, on. We can't we can't, we, we can't keep it because the intro was about a minute long. So we got I started got the clock after oh, the intro. Lord. Okay, I'll give you this. I would rather them stick with what they got and not go with the Teddy Bridgewater just for money purposes only. I think they could they could Maybe update, upgrade the secondary even better.
2: Scott, they are sticking with what they got. This isn't bringing in Teddy Bridgewater for a quarterback, uh, you know, to, to cause a quarterback controversy. They're not going to be splitting. Uh, if they end up signing Bridgewater, they're not going to be splitting snaps in practice to see who's going to be the starter. This man is there to back up in case of emergency. That's it.
1: Matt Ryan, let's bring Matt Ryan.
2: Matt Ryan, yeah, why not? Roll.
1: You'd rather have Matt. You'd rather have Teddy Bridgewater than Matt Ryan.
2: If you gave me Matt Ryan ten years ago, I would take Matt Ryan. But but not Matt Ryan. Current.
1: Maybe, maybe Matt Ryan could be good as a backup. He, I think he would be. He's more comparable than a Teddy Bridgewater to a Jared Goff.
2: I'm just saying. You ever seen the movie '80s classic Weekend at Bernie's? Yes, I have. For those who haven't, Bernie's the boss or something. I forget what his relation is to the two main characters, but he ends up dying and they can't reveal that Bernie is dead. And so they somehow <laughs> prop him up and put him in situations to make it look like Bernie's still alive. Matt Ryan isn't quite what Bernie, about, what but about, he's, he's almost there. What, they, he would need to be propped up. Okay.
1: By, what about Carson Wentz? He's available.
2: Carson Wentz. Yeah. Well,
1: they're same age. They're both thirty. Carson and and Bridgewater.
2: I think Carson comes with way too much baggage. And you also you have to you also have to remember you have to have somebody coming in that's willing to accept that backup role. Hmm. Okay. You have to have somebody that's that knows that hey, like my time as a starter is done. I'm good with that. I'm here to back up Jared Goff. You don't, don't think person, you get that I with Wentz? I don't get. The, I don't get
1: after what's happened the the last couple goal rounds with the Colts and the and the. Uh, it's been a disaster. Like, well, maybe, and, it, and it's a obvious fresh he, start is he a hasn't thing.
2: he hasn't handled his benching uh, well in those situations. So no, I don't. I don't think. But this yeah, is, I, I don't can think see this what, would be a good uh, scenario for him.
1: Okay. Well, that's your opinion. I'll give it to you. I think if he knows going in that he's going to be a backup instead of being the starter and then getting benched, that could you know, a lot of times when you see players realizing, hey, maybe I might not be the starter right now, but I gotta, you know, given that fresh mindset, maybe I, I just I think Wentz gives you better options throwing than Bridgewater, but Bridgewater can run the football a little bit too. So I don't know. I just you think you'd want to stick with a guy that has more of the same characteristics as the starting quarterback that you have now, which I think Wentz might be uh, a little better than Bridgewater. I didn't say I hated Bridgewater. I didn't say that. I just said, well, we'll go with Wentz. But off this topic, do you, is there any more news you'd like to talk about?
2: No, I mean, it's early in training camp. We'll see what happens over the coming weeks. You know, I don't personally... From a fan standpoint, I don't put a lot of stock into training camp like other people do. I don't either. Just just in the sense of, like you you see reports this morning like, oh, I'm really, you know, such and such reporter. This is going to be really exciting. Jared Goff's putting some spin on that ball. Like, yeah, he's an NFL quarterback. They all put spin on the ball. They've all got a little extra sauce right now. It's the first practice of the year. Right. They're ready. They're fired up. Jared Goff, Aaron Rodgers, every quarterback is out there looking good because they're not tested in real-time competition. Exactly. So, you know, for the most part, we don't have a ton of position uh, battles or things that they're they're worried about, right? I mean, they've got a lot of new talent, new rookies coming in. Sure. It's going to be interesting to see how those players do. But at the end of the day, the measuring stick for them, that's going to come when the regular season starts. It's not going to come during training camp, preseason games, you're only playing a couple of series, you know, you get a looks looks at some guys. So, I mean, we'll see. If big stories come out, injuries, things like that, that's the stuff to keep an eye on. And obviously this Gardner-Johnson thing looks like the Lions dodge a bullet, but hopefully the injury bug will stay away from Allen Park.
1: Two more things before we go, news-wise, because I think these are both newsworthy. How do you feel about Denzel Mens the wide receiver from the Jets? I I li- I liked him coming out uh when the Jets drafted him. Uh I think he's unproven, but he didn't really have a quarterback in in uh New York thrown to him. And I like his range, I like the height and I think a new change of scenery, he's out. He wants to prove himself. He stated that in the news. And, uh, hey, I, I, I like that move. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's he's obviously gotten a raw deal with the Jets. Uh, he hasn't had any consistent quarterback throwing to him. So you made that point. That's very valid. And it just sucks to lose your job because they have to make space for someone like Randall Cobb or the corpse of Randall Cobb. Or
1: Alan Lazard.
2: Yeah, or Alan Lazard. Exactly. So Aaron Rodgers can bring, you know. We've talked about this on your other podcast sure. in the past. The the crazy thing about Aaron Rodgers is that for a guy who has constantly insisted that the Packers did not surround him with any talent to win a Super Bowl, he sure seems determined to bring that non talent with him to the Jets. I agree. And when he decided to stay in Green Bay, right? Right. I mean, if these guys aren't talented, why are you bringing them along with you? So I agree. You know, maybe Randall Cobb's there to carry Aaron Rodgers' luggage, maybe town to town or something. Because so he, but, so he, because he's not where he he's not NFL wide receiver caliber anymore.
1: No, absolutely not. And and when you look at it, I mean, his first go around with the Packers, he was. You know, he was he was a home runner bust when you would look at fantasy with him. But the second go around, he didn't he didn't do nothing there. Lazard was his safety blanket. And basically Lazard, I guess that's how you say his name, Lazard, uh, to me, he was just the, a new Jordy Nelson for them. So I don't know. I, 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 I kind of like the Lions. I, I think the Lions got a, a good uh, receiver, especially with uh, – Jamison Williams out for the first six games.
2: Well, well and that's just the, that's just it. If he's going to be anything, you're you're gambling for six games. That's that's really all it comes down to, sure. right? So it's not that stretch of a gamble to bring him in and see if maybe there's something still untapped there. But again, as we'll get into in our uh, top five here coming up, a lot of times you draft people first round, second round, they just don't pan
1: out. I agree with you. So
2: just because you've been drafted second round and you showed promise in college, that doesn't mean that translates to the NFL. And we've seen that here in Detroit time and time and time again.
1: One more thing before we wrap, before we wrap the news up, Michael Badgley. I'm shocked that they went and traded for Riley Patterson, who was already on their team a while ago. They cut him, whatever the case may be. I thought Michael Badgley was, a pretty consistent kicker even prior to him coming to Detroit, which it makes you wonder if maybe he just didn't gel chemistry-wise in the locker room, because they, they sure g- have given him a hard time, in my opinion, uh, even when they first brought him in. I mean, he was uh, 20, uh, 24 or 28 in field goals, and he was uh, 33 or 33 in extra points, which Considering how the NFL kickers around the league are, I I think that was pretty good. And now, he had a workout today with the Washington Commanders.
2: Yeah, I believe he signed, actually. Okay. Yeah, he signed with Washington 17 minutes ago. Awesome. So, he's there. I mean, one team's trash is another team's treasure.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see if Riley Patterson's going to be the guy. I mean, I know they traded for him, but... I I don't know what they're saying. I don't know what they see in this guy. I mean, they had him before.
2: They obvious. They have their reasons, right? I mean, we grew up with Jason Hanson. Well, you know what I mean? And Eddie and Murray. Having, Those and, were and Eddie, the two right. kids And just having yeah. that consistency, right? Just knowing that that position is covered, which it didn't make any difference. It's not like there was a scenario where you needed Jason Hanson to kick you into the Super Bowl or something. Sure, but yeah. You know, We grew up in a time when the kicker was solidified. We haven't had that the last few years. I agree. And, you know, Money Badger, good luck to him. We'll see how he does in Washington. But obviously the team had their reasons for making that change. And you never know. They could still make another change. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. So we'll have to see what happens there.
1: Hey, listen, Doc, why don't we do this? Let's take a little break and we'll catch up with the top fives after this. Hey everybody, this is The Outsider Scotty William, and if you're looking for a reliable tax preparer for all your personal and business taxes, well look no further than Fulton Court Services. That's right, Des Fulton is the best around, and he'll make sure you get everything coming to you. So call him today at 248-483-0529. That's right, 248 248- or DM them on the gram at Fulton Core Services. Get back what's coming to you. Get Fulton Core Services. If you
0: build it, they will come. Coming to the Sports for America Network. It's the Co and Bro Opinion Show. The Roaring 20s Detroit Lion Podcast with the outsider and the doc The Wolverine Den with head coach Tony Blankenship Scotty William and Corey Ts. For more information on schedules, dates and times go to sports the number 4 America.com That's sports, the number four, America.com. You don't know what you're missing. Stay tuned.
1: Where do you want to go next?
2: Well, you know, Scotty, in honor of our first official podcast here on the Roaring Twenties, I'd come up with this idea where we talk about what I called our top five defining Lions moments, or moments that define who we are as fans. Okay. Right? Sure. Because, you know, look, Growing up, for me, as a baseball fan, the Tigers, 1984. I was six years old. Right. The Tigers win the World Series. Right, right. You've got 84. You've got 87. Things went through a lull, but then they come back 2006, 2012. You know what I mean? Sure. You've got Cecil Fielder. You've got Miggy's Triple Crown. You've got a lot of things to hang on to as a Tiger fan. If you're a Red Wing fan, multiple Stanley Cups. Pistons, multiple NBA championships. When you talk about the Lions, we've got one playoff win in our life. Yeah. Right? So what makes us Lions fans has to be something deeper, something different, because we don't have playoff wins and championships. And even some of, you know, Barry Sanders, thank God he's back in the fold now, but he was exiled from the team for a decade. Yep. Calvin and, Johnson. Yep, so Calvin even our, Johnson. so even our hall of fame players had such a fractured relationship with the franchise that even we couldn't really enjoy that. Like when you go to other, you go to green Bay, they've got the Packers hall of fame and they've got, you know, just mm-hmm. statues and all of this stuff around their great players. You don't have that with Detroit and even our great players were estranged for so long. Sure. So, Personally, what are our top five? And, and when you're talking lions, it's going to be good stuff. It's going to be bad stuff. But those top five moments in your lifetime that define you as a
1: now man. is your top five a mix of both good and bad?
2: Yes. Okay. I would say so. All right.
1: I, I was, you know, I was thinking, you know, you with your, uh, you know, bandwagon Detroit Lions that you were going to have all good stuff, and I was trying to figure out when I was looking through mine. I don't really see maybe a couple of good things since uh i've been born only a couple I, I mean, which actually been more which than a couple actually, well, well i i don't know but go ahead with your go ahead with your first
2: all right okay so at number five okay we take you back to 2005 the nfl draft and this happens
1: as they have the 10th overall pick The Detroit Lions have set the card up. Lions on the move. Here's proof. They made the pick in two minutes. With the uh, 10th selection in the 2005 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Mike Williams, wide receiver, USC.
0: Whoa! (laughs)
2: Listen. You can't be a Detroit Lions fan, a true Lions fan, if they haven't sucked your soul from you at one point or another. And for me, this was the moment where I was like, I'm done. I, I'm, I'm giving up. I can't take it anymore. This was 2005. I, was, I had just moved to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I'm working at a sports radio station. My first job is with the station is to produce the NFL draft. Show for the radio station. Okay. And you know, I'm coming in like, hey, I'm a Lions fan in enemy territory. I'm gonna wear this like a badge of honor. I'm sticking with my team I'm in Packer Country. And when I heard Mike Williams name announced, it was like I, I was like, I can't do it. I, I swore the team off. I was like, I cannot be a Lions fan until Matt Millen is gone. I'm done. I'm swearing him off. You know, again, for context, this was the fifth NFL draft pick for Matt Millen. And this was the third straight season that the Lions had drafted a wide receiver. And Mike Williams had just sat out an entire year of football because he botched a legal deal that uh, he was trying to get drafted the year before. And there was that snafu. So he couldn't go back to college. He didn't end up playing in the NFL in 2004. So he sat out an entire year. hmm We had drafted Roy Williams the previous year, Charles Rogers the year before that. And for context, you know, assuming we have, I'm I'm hoping.
1: So for context, we're going to play this. Right.
2: Okay. Right. Yes. Mike Williams' Lions career, he had 37 receptions. For 449 yards, two touchdowns, Hmm. 10th overall pick. It broke me as a fan. I said, I'm I'm done Uh, until Matt Millen's gone, which would still take another three years, three more years. He had just, he got an extension in 2005.
1: Yeah, it was a debacle. We know that. It was
2: awful. And there is more Matt Millen to come. In top five, but if you would like to share yours,
1: okay. Well, number I, five. your number five. My, well, my number five. I, I'm going to put. Uh, I'm going to put two tied with it. One happened in 1963 when William Clay Ford bought the Lions, uh, and let me just tell you where I'm going with this. I'm, I'm, this is this is this is my. I didn't top realize five. you were this old. School. Well, no, but I mean, this is before me. But I, but this for me is what what really started the ball rolling. For me, being skittish with the Lions, number, I'll I'll put this in there because I listed them one. I, I I thought I thought we were going to go more what more than five, but okay. I think the Lions moved to the Pontiac Silverdome in 1975 was a travesty. I think it took away the home field advantage, kind of like the Packers had with it being an outdoor stadium. The I think the Lions were better, obviously when you look back, even previous to 1963 I think them playing cold weather is a uh advantage and I think them moving indoors uh kind of took away that you know that home field advantage so to speak
2: that's interesting you know I I have often thought about when they tore down Tiger Stadium there wasn't really any Lions attachment to that no it was all Tigers and we didn't think of the stadium where the Lions won NFL championships sure. in that stadium. Yeah, so I will give you that, and I'll and I'll I'll give you one better. Okay. When I was a kid, I don't remember watching a lot of Lions games on TV. And looking back, do you know why that is?
1: Because they couldn't sell out the Silverdome. The
2: Silverdome, eighty thousand right. seats, they yeah. couldn't sell it out, and it would get blacked out.
1: But yet yeah, WWE was able to sell it
2: out, ninety three thousand, <laughs> baby, Hulk <laughs> right. Hogan,
1: right? Right.
2: Uh so yeah I think now personally I love the Silverdome. I love watching old clips from the Silverdome. I think just it looks brighter to me. There's something about it that just looks I think visually on television better than Ford Field. Oh I absolutely. Know, I, I think
1: it's because of the the dome itself. Yeah. You know, I think it, it 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 was basically brighter. I think I think a lot like a more natural light came in there cuz I don't think you get that with the Ford Field other than uh the entranceway coming in off the off the side over there. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. the really natural light you get in there. So I agree with you on that. Yeah. yeah.
2: It, it just has a, a better visual appeal on television. Now, if I remember reading this correctly back in the day, I, I believe the plan was to try to move all of Detroit's teams to to the Silver Dome. Could you imagine if the Tigers had played there? Really? Yes. They were trying to get the Tigers. If I recall correctly and somebody if you wanna Send a, an email or a tweet or whatever. And well, keep, the, Pistons keep on, the Pistons played yeah. there, and I believe they have soccer there. At that Montag. Detroit built Joe Lewis Arena and leased it on the cheap to the Red Wings to keep them from going out to Pontiac to the Silverdome.
1: Wow, I couldn't imagine them playing hockey at the Dome at Silver.
2: Well, they played they basketball there.
1: Right. A big old curtain? Do you, remember, do you have, Did you ever go to any Piston I, games? I never,
2: but I remember seeing it on TV.
1: It was, my dad took me there. A, I went to a couple Piston games, and, you know, it was nosebleed seats, and you were so far away from the action. But, yeah, it had the curtain. Uh, it, it had, the Pistons had that little mystique there, but the Pistons were just getting good before they moved to the Palace. So it had its... It oh, had man. its moments. They were in
2: the finals in eighty eight or last year at the Silverdome. Well, listen to
1: this. The Silverdome, yes, it had it, it, the Silver Dome's had its bad moments, which is what I'll get into later. Uh, but it had its good moments too. It, not just football. It, in other events that, that oh, it was there. So
2: many memories Monsters
1: of, my, of Rock was there. Uh, the, the
2: monster trucks. My dad yeah. would take us to the month the the uh Bigfoot and all that. Right. I mean, and it's just those little things. Sure, they couldn't do this now in Ford Field because you can't do it anywhere. Right, but up on the scoreboard, you had to have like the Marlboro sure uh, advertisements yep. and just little things like that. Yep,
1: man. Yeah, I was a, I was, was watching uh, WrestleMania three and was just looking around at all the different signage and stuff recently, just to just to check it out. Yeah, yep. so yeah, I, I kind of miss the Silverdome a little bit. Yeah,
2: I used to love staring at the main event rest. Uh, was it the main event restaurant that overlooked the field? Yep. And they had all the helmets, yep. like, along the the facade.
1: I think they had a Big Boys in there, too.
2: They might have had a Big yeah. Boys. And then they had Super Bowl, was it 16, that was at the Silverdome? Yeah,
1: uh, Bengals, uh, 49ers. Uh, 49ers, yep. yep.
2: And then a thing for the Cherry Bowl, because that used yeah. to be the at cherry the Silverdome. Absolutely. And then, of course, I mean, I don't want to totally derail our top five here, sure. but... If You're talking about great moments at the Silverdome, the Panthers winning the. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Probably the best team, football team that played there. Yeah.
2: Unfortunately.
1: (laughs) So, what do you want to go to the next one? Yeah. Okay. So,
2: number four on my list this is the 2001 Thanksgiving game. The Packers are at the Silverdome, and Green Bay takes a 29 13 lead into the fourth quarter. Now, here comes rookie Mike McMahon. Seemingly in for mop-up duty, he almost leads the Lions to an improbable comeback.
1: Scrambling, firing,
0: touchdown! That's a touchdown! Touchdown! <laughs> this guy's something! This is unbelievable!
1: I think I remember this, Dave.
2: Oh, so so this is why this this game stands out in my mind. We're sitting watching the game at my house and all throughout the game, my curmudgeon grandpa is just bitching up a storm about the Lions. They suck. That's that's whatever. And so when Mike McMahon throws that touchdown pass, and I made the score twenty nine to twenty seven. I swear I leapt off the couch and got right in my grandpa's face. I'm like, damn yeah, grandpa, yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I right. was, Fired up. And he just looks at me and he's like, he just goes, he goes, sit down. They're going to blow it on the two-point conversion, which they did. And the Lions lost 29 to 27, Hmm. falling to 0 and 10 on the season. Yeah. But it was that, it stands out to me because of, A, just sitting there watching the game with, with my grandfather who was an old military man, super curmudgeon, just, you know, getting up in his face. But that game, like that was the first time in five years that the Packers had won a game at the Silverdome. And if you remember, Scott, that that the, the team the year before had just missed the playoffs. And they had Gary Moeller is the interim coach because Bobby Ross had right. resigned, right? And then they went into that off season. They hired Matt Millen. They brought in Marty Morningwig. And now you're 0-10. And I look back at Mike McMahon and I, I, you know, let's be realistic. He probably wouldn't have been a great starter in the NFL. But you traded up for him. You traded up to the fifth round to draft him. Sure. And then stupidly which just shows you the dysfunction of the franchise. Okay. Then you go ahead so you draft him in 01. I think that he was a rookie. Then you end up drafting Joey in was it the 2002 draft or the 2003 that they
1: something I thought I want to say 3 for some reason. Yeah. Another debacle.
2: Right. Well, right. It didn't work out right. But but, but what I'm saying is there there's a clip of of that Thanksgiving game of Marty Morningwig talking about we got this talented quarterback, we want to get him in the game, get him get him some reps. You trade it up to get Mike McMahon. He shows some flashes of brilliance, and instead of going kind of all in on him, you turn around and end up drafting Joey Harrington. I agree. Just just complete dysfunction, the Matt Millen era. That's my number four. But it's just that memory of watching it with my grandfather and getting up in his face. And for that that one moment, I was like See, you were wrong. They're not going to blow it. And then they did blow it.
1: I'm going to love this because I think we're going to play that soundbite a lot this year. So so you want me to go next? Yes. Okay, all right. Yes. So I'm going to combine a few. The I have three, and I'm going to combine it as one. And they all take place in the 80s of why I am skittish with the Lions. The first one is an 83 when Eddie Murray missed two field goals, but he also hit a 54-yarder earlier in the p- divisional playoff game against the 49ers, which was you know, great team, but he missed a 43-er. Candlestick's not the best place to kick. It's windy. I am going to put that in as what really made me – unhappy about the Detroit beginning the start because I was at that time I was probably nine when that happened the next one would be 84 in week eight when Billy Sims basically never played again after he got hurt he never came back right now 89 and to complete the trifecta of the 80s When Barry Sanders was drafted, gave you hope again. You started going up on the wave. Gave you hope. Gave you hope. And for the most part, Barry Sanders was the face of the Lions throughout the 90s. So I love it. You know, he did what he could do. So I'll leave those three 80s there. And then I have a set of 90s of why it made me skittish again. But go ahead if you want. If you'd like to go with your next one.
2: No, it's funny, Scott, because I too have a tie hmm. for my number three. Okay. Moments. Moment number one. Let's see if you remember this. Okay. Isolated with Zachary Bowman, Blitz
0: coming. They throw it up to Johnson into the corner. Touchdown, Calvin Johnson.
2: Catch leaping high over Bowman by Calvin Johnson and the Lions, who had one. Are they saying,
1: Wait a minute, are now they overruling and saying he did not get it in bounds?
0: The officials gathered down in the corner after the initial indication of touchdown. The on the field is that the
2: runner did not complete the catch during the process of the catch. Was this against the Bears? It, it was. Yeah. It will be third down Detroit.
1: What the hell? You have a lot of 2000s in here. <laughs> you have a lot of two thousand. A lot of these are 2000 memories.
2: Well, yeah, I think that that's mostly my firm memories of okay. things. Okay, okay. But how can you... I don't care what anyone says. Has Had had anyone ever heard the phrase the process of the catch
1: oh, I agree prior
2: to that game? That's the kind of bullshit that the the Lions have well, had to deal a with. Well, that's the kind
1: of curse, so to speak. No,
2: it's we're going to get into that later okay. in my prescription. Okay. It's not a curse. Okay. But
1: bad luck. that is the kind of bad shit. Luck. B-
2: bad luck. Bad okay. luck that the Lions have had to deal with. Right. Because, you know, this was... You know, much like my last moment, another comeback that didn't come to fruition, thought we had the game winning 25 yard touchdown reception, Sean Hill in that game. Because remember, Matthew Stafford got injured uh, and they said that he had failed to complete the process of the catch. Uh, yeah.
1: I, I, I remember watching that game.
2: Yeah. Just ridiculous. Yeah. I, I, I swear. I swear. They have muddied the water on the rules just to have like Dean Blandino and those guys, just to make them relevant.
1: Oh, the, without those a rules doubt. analysts! I agree with you. I agree with you. It's horrible. I think replay has destroyed the game. Uh, in a lot of ways. Well, listen. Let's take another little break. Uh, And we've got to promote the sports for America dot com. And uh, also, we have to give a shout out to our great sponsors. We'll be back right after this. Are you looking for caregiver support? At Daybreak Adult Daycare, we provide a safe environment, structure and support that is focused on person centered care. It is our goal to provide a home away from home while organizing and facilitating different activities for the seniors and adults in our community. Our team of highly dedicated, passionate and professional staff focus on giving families peace of mind, knowing that the people closest to them are receiving high quality care in their absence. Adult daycare can provide an affordable care option while elevating quality of life and relieving caregiver stress with a day's break. So if you're looking for caregiver support, contact Daybreak Adult Daycare at 248-801-3004. That's 248-801-3004. If you
0: build it, they will come. Coming to the Sports for America Network, it's the code and Bro Opinion Show. The Roaring Twenties Detroit Lion Podcast with the outsider and the doc. The Wolverine Den with head coach Tony Blankenship, Scotty William, and Corey T. S. For more information on schedules Dates and times go to sports the number four America.com. That's sports the number four America.com. You don't know what you're missing.
1: Stay tuned.
2: That really, I mean, we talk about sucking the life out of you as a fan. That sucked the life out of me as a football fan because to me, at the end of the day, these are, these players are millionaires and they're playing a billionaire's game. But it's a sport. It's a kid's game. It's fun, right? And do you ever remember, like, when you'd go out and play football with your friends or if you played football in high school or whatever level, mm-hmm. do you ever recall there ever being any sort of ambiguity as never. to whether you caught the ball or never, not?
1: Never. Yeah. I think that's the biggest travesty to... Uh, Pro football is the process of the catcher, whatever the case may be. And what I don't like about it either, though, is that it's different college football-wise. What do you got only have one foot in, and then it's two feet for, for the NFL? So, you know, I don't know. I just feel like that whole thing is just really, really... Uh, Mess with the game of football.
2: Yes, it sucked the joy out of it.
1: But you know what, though? I'm going to say this. I think that was the start of that whole process of the catch. And maybe it happened before and we weren't watching it in other games, but it just seemed to like started to go on the rise after that.
2: Absolutely. And so on that note, my other tied for third on my list, another obscure, obscure rule that cost the Lions a victory this time at home week three, against the Falcons. We're gonna have to trim this clip,
0: Scottie. Stafford's throw, catch made, touchdown Lions! It's golden tape, and they lead for the first time today. Scoring plays reviewed, and does he cross the goal line clearly? Before he's down with possession of the football sure looks that way Let's bring in our rules analyst with working with Mike Pereira Dean Blandino who made these calls from New York for the league last year And is with Fox and Dean your view of this
2: Yeah, the, the key is the knee is down. He has control of the football and he's touched the ball is short of the goal line if it's me looking at this i'm going to make this short of the goal line and since the rule on the field stopped the clock we're
0: overturning
2: it to a running clock we have a 10 second runoff and since detroit's out of
0: timeouts the game is over you would have the guts to make that call
2: I'm saying that now in the the (laughs) comfort of the Fox studio that I would have the guts to make that call.
0: Not here in Detroit at Ford Field. Wow, the runoff is a great point game that I don't think most of us would have thought about.
2: Of course they wouldn't have, because no one had heard about it until right. that day.
1: Right. Exactly. exactly. Just,
2: just hold on. Just wait till you hear the crowd when they say the game's over. I was here. I was at this game. you've watched with us. I've never been so pissed in my life. What year was this? 2017. There's enough to overturn this because there's been a tendency, as you know, to go with
0: a call on the field unless it's clear and indisputable and without a doubt.
2: And that's a great point, Chris. It has to be clear in order to overturn. Like I said, if I'm looking at this, I think he's short.
1: All right, here comes the so let's call.
2: See, let's see what they say. After viewing the play, the ruling on the field has changed. The runner was, was touched down at the half a yard line. He was short of the goal line. By rule, we would go back to a running clock and we have a 10 second runoff.
1: So by rule, the game is over. That's horrible.
0: What? horrible
1: yeah
0: you can't end the game it's bad that way. i mean that's it's just bad. an unusual one. think about
2: the ripple effect right that that stupid 10 second runoff rule that yeah. i'm sure was in the rule books but it always does feel like quick 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 what can we do to what did you yeah i agree oh, with uh, you 10 second runoff here we go i agree the lions end up Missing the playoffs. They probably would have gone to the playoffs had they won that game. Jim Caldwell, then you can't fire Jim Caldwell because you got him to the playoffs. That avoids the Matt Patricia debacle. Right. And that completely rewrites. I mean, this is Marty McFly back to the future shit. Like totally rewrites history.
1: I agree. If that
2: call doesn't happen. Yep. Yep. I mean, again, you talked about replay ruining the sport. I don't mind replay, but I think replay should be strategically deployed by the coach. You should get X number of of challenges. And if you are out by the time you're in within the last minute of the game and it costs you, you don't have a a challenge flag to challenge something like that. Well, you're screwed. Yeah. You have to think about that. Yeah. This whole idea that the, the, the they the officials are gonna stop and review the scoring drive, yeah. on their own accord and then penalize the lions who did uh, nothing wrong. I know that just next level bullshit. Well, and I'm telling you, Scott, you 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 know, you're you're playing the prices right drop and all this stuff, and, and you think it's funny. But I'm telling you, man, when it comes to fandom, and this is why these things are on my list, I truly believe that what defines you as a sports fan isn't how you feel when your team wins. It's how you feel when your team loses. Exactly. Because if you're pissed and you're fired up and you're like, the pity of your stomach just pains you. Yes. I, I know. That's your team. And that's why you're not really an L.A. Rams fan, Scott, because you don't feel that way. when they. Well, you I, don't give a shit when they lose.
1: I, I told you, we already talked about this. I am a Matthew Stafford fan. That's the reason why. And that could have been, I would have put that in my top 20 if we would have had 20. But th- my the roller coaster ride that is this top five of me. Now, you have a lot of 2000s, earlier stuff. Mine is mostly in the 90s. So I'm going to go back, and I'm going to tie things up with a few. 91, November 17th, Mike Utley paralyzed on the field. Great offensive lineman gone Forever, ninety-two. Another offensive lineman. You might not remember this. You well, you might have been. In, I don't know if you were in high school yet. You might have remembered this. Eric Andelsick. I remember that. Yeah. Died when he was hit by a car mowing his grass at home in ninety-two. So that now you got ninety-one. Utley gone. Ninety-two. Another starter gone. Then after that, I'm going to tie in these two. 96, Wayne Fonts pulled Scott Mitchell out, and basically, it was that there it was everybody turned on him, just like they turned on Willie Hernandez back in the day. Wayne Fonts was the guy, they turned on him, bada boom, bada bing. Then, in 97, game 16, Reggie Brown almost died or left paralyzed, spinal contusion. What I'm, what I'm gonna rope that into is, they should have never have moved to the uh, Silverdome in '75 because they were basically playing on pretty much concrete, right. compared to what the turf is today. Now the only other thing I'm gonna add uh, this, this was another thing that kind of put the na- nailed it nailed it in the coffin of me getting off the Lions roller coaster is when Barry Sanders retired in 1999 1400 and some yards away from the 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 world or not the the NFL record for rushing and that's what we were gearing up for as fans but you know what I don't blame the man for saying I don't want to do this anymore because He's had he, he had its up and down. Now, don't get me wrong. The '90s were probably the most successful lion-wise
0: over the over
1: the past few decades because they won the division in '91, '93. They made the playoffs in '94, '95. But that was the final nail in the coffin for me. Was Barry saying goodbye? And and since then, you know, I've kept up on the lions, but. I mean, to be honest with you, am I a little excited, kind of excited about what they're doing now here in the 20s, you know, which is why we call it the Roaring 20s. I I, I like kind of what they're going to do, but I'm scared to get back on that ride again, Doug. I am. I'm just scared. That's why I kind of went Lion-free after 99.
2: Well, but that, again, tells me that deep down inside, you're a Lions fan. Because you don't want the pain. You can go latch on to any other bandwagon, any other team in the NFL, because there's no pain associated with that. You don't care. You said you're a Matthew Stafford fan. So, I, okay, so I think you got a looked,
1: raw looked, deal here. I disagree. Okay.
2: But, you know, if Stafford loses if, you know, with the Rams, or if they end up trading him at some point, he's on some other team, you have no attachment to them. There's no pain when they lose.
1: Well, maybe that's when, what the Lions did to me. I, could, I couldn't... I got tired no, of seeing them lose. No, it's
2: when you... No, you know...
1: And I wanted to feel some winning in my life. So I, I did attach myself to Green Bay. But you can't just...
2: But you can't just hop on. Well, fantasy football that's the thing. ruined when it you, for when, me, Dave. When you hop off, when do you hop back on? Because I did hop off. And I said that at the beginning of the segment. 2005, they drafted... Mike Williams, I'm like, screw this. I'm done. I'm done. When Matt Millen's gone. I'm back in. And even then, it was a little complicated because I'm like, okay, so you hired Matt Millen's assistant? Like, what the hell? Like, right. So, does that, can I get back in now? Because that's still kind of Matt Millen, but it's not Matt Millen. So, I had a complicated relationship there for a few years with the Lions. Okay. But the fact is, is like, if you come back in, when they win the Super Bowl, well, you haven't been through the pain to get there.
1: Okay, but when you hopped off, did you find yourself another
2: team? I mean, I was living in Milwaukee. Exactly. So I, right, but that's different. I'm covering How? that uh, team for a living. That's my job. Yeah, but I'm going into the Packers locker wasn't room. I'm going lot, up to, to Lambeau Field. Like I'm covering But that wasn't
1: team. it a lot better to say, you know, the Packers are they have a great shot at winning the playoffs, and there's a chance we could win the Super Bowl. Uh, you mean, gotta like, you gotta have that feeling inside you. No, you don't,
2: because really, it's superficial. You just—it's like you're looking for just some other team so you can feel good about winning. But then again, like it's like when they won the Super Bowl in was that 2010? That's or eleven? Was that eleven? January 2011, maybe. You know, I didn't. Care like okay cool because like, I hadn't been through the pain. The pain is what makes you a fan. It is the pain but. But that if that's the case, why did
1: you jump off? Because Wouldn't Matt Millen is a
2: dumbass. Well, that is He's true. He's the he worst is. executive in football history.
1: I agree with you. I agree with you.
2: Hired by the worst owner mm-hmm. in NFL history. I agree. But yeah, I I'm telling you, man, it's. It is the pain. It's how you feel when they lose. It's how you feel when they get screwed. It's how you feel when it's a playoff game and there's a flag and it gets picked up. It's how you feel when Dean Blandino comes on and just basically telegraphs what they're about to do. That's going to be a 10-second runoff.
1: It, like Vince McMahon's booking this shit. I'm. That's what I'm saying. That's why I became Lion Free. And I'll be honest with you. I enjoyed rooting for other teams. It didn't affect me down deep. Like, like you think you,
2: it did. I no, I don't. I, I know I, it didn't affect you down deep. That's my point because you're not really a fan of these teams.
1: No, I'm talking about the Lions. I like so when when I I, I had to I I was jumping bad wagons for a while, I was, <laughs> but I wanted to feel win. Uh, you know, I went through the 80s, I went through the 90s, rooting for the Detroit Lions. You just get tired of riding that ride. And, and that and and when when Barry said you know I'm done, I that's when I knew I had to get I had to be done too, and I think I'll be honest with you, I think fantasy football made me more a fan of certain players than teams, which is probably why, you know, I like Matt Stafford.
2: I think next week we should get into. You know, if we hopefully we get some people listening to this and we have a way for them to send us some feedback. I think next week we should get into what are the acceptable B teams for Lion fans to have. Because I think every Lions fan, they have a B team. Hmm. Right? Like a team that, like, okay, once the Lions are out, or we know that they're gonna be absolute trash this year, I'm gonna root for the Steelers or I'm gonna root for, you know, or our boy, Corey, who's probably never even been to a Cowboys game. In his Speaking life. of that. He's probably never even seen the Speaking Dallas Cowboys. Speaking of that,
1: I have a clip I want to play for you, and I want to hear your let's, comment. Let's back.
2: save that. You first. want to save that one? Okay. Okay. I want to wash free of. Okay. So, so, so need, here's some positive. positives. Okay. Let's, let's get back on All track. Right. My number two moment, and this has, I think, this is one of the greatest moments in Lions history. And I know it didn't affect anything. It didn't win us a Super Bowl or a playoff game. But this is an amazing moment. And it has personal attachment to me, which I will explain after the clip. Here we go.
0: Is Stafford coming back in? I think Stafford will come back in the game. I did not think he was going to come back. Got kind of stuff that endears you to a city. Well, what will endear him to a city right now is if they get in the end zone and Jason Hansen kicks the extra point to win it.
1: Right wing, Zorro, fire, why not? I want to. Let's see if that timeout comes back to haunt the Browns. It allowed Matthew Stafford to come back in. This is it, this is the game. i Let's have Last play of the game, pitch the staff, goes, goes ends up, touchdown, Detroit Lions out! out!
2: That is I love you, man! I mean, how can you not love that moment? And, you know, on a personal level, I'll never forget listening to that game because I was listening to it while I was, we had just moved in a couple months prior to our new house. Okay. I just found out I was going to be a dad for the first time. And my wife was out of the house with some family doing stuff because she didn't want to be the paint fumes. And I just remember hearing that game on the radio, hearing Dan Miller and... Jim Brandstatter's call, and just knowing how special of a quarterback because that that was the thing we've had good quarterbacks come in. You've had quarterbacks with potential. I mean, Joey Harrington, he could have been a good NFL quarterback if put into a different situation. You know, Charlie Batch, he has a soft spot because he went to Eastern Michigan. That's where I went. There's all, but we didn't have anything like Matthew Stafford, and. That moment validated how special of a quarterback we had drafted and the trajectory uh, that this team was going to be going in it's a different direction than they had been the last several years. And it, it you know, looking back, it, it it sucks that we never, we never even got a playoff win with him.
1: You I, know, I agree.
2: Uh, There's a that, lot of
1: similarities between him and Barry Sanders.
2: Yeah. Um, I think we did. So you say you thought he got a raw deal. I mean, I think we did right by him. They traded him. They gave him a chance to win well, a Super Bowl, and he yeah. did. Yeah.
1: If you're, if you're I, talking about trading him, yeah. But I just feel like, like you said, he was he is a special quarterback, and he proved that once he left here. He got the the. Well, no,
2: I think he, he proved it while he was here.
1: Well, okay, but I think I think he
2: proved that. But I think he, week eleven of two thousand nine, he proved it coming back into that game, injured with that shoulder injury, right. and throwing that game-winning touchdown.
1: Well, it showed he had grit. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. But but what I'm saying is, is I feel like them get, doing him right in trading him. I'll agree with you on that. But I think it showed that the the Rams they put a defense. They actually had a legitimate defense. They gave him a running back. They gave him multiple wide receivers. And I just think it showed what it was. And then I know Corey likes to say, oh, you know, they, they should have lost that game and all that other stuff. And blah, blah, blah. You know, some people are going to say that. But I, I feel like that is his chronic achievement. And unfortunately, he had to do it with the Rams. I wish he could have done it here in Detroit. But, you know, it is what it is right now.
2: You know, and it's ironic because you can't blame the guy for not wanting to go through another rebuild. Right. And wanting out. And I think unlike Barry and unlike Calvin, they finally did right by someone that meant so much to the franchise. But I think he would have fit in good with Dan Campbell and that team. I and, think and he the, would and have the attitude Absolutely. and what they're building. And you know what on one hand, if you if you don't trade him, you don't get some of those picks. The jury's still out on a couple of them, right? Jamison Williams, we'll see what happens. Right. So it may not even be relevant. True. But it's possible if you don't trade him, you stunt the progress that the Lions have made up until this point. But it's also possible that if you hang on to him, I mean, could you imagine going into this season with Matt Stafford as still your quarterback? Maybe with a chance to finally give him that playoff run as a lion?
1: Yeah, I can see that. Absolutely. You
2: know? So, I mean, I just, again...
1: But not the, to take away anything from Goff, because... No, 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 I, no, no, no,
2: no, no. I think Goff's right. been a, a key piece of this sure. rebuild. Like, that's, that's not a knock on Jared Goff sure, sure, whatsoever. Sure. I love Jared Goff. Right. I'm all in. But I just think, like, you can't blame him. You can't blame Stafford for wanting out. Sure. But this is the rebuild he should have had Two rebuilds ago. <laughs> you oh, know I agree what I mean? You. The direction of the franchise and where they're going and the culture and the identity. This is what they should have given him back then.
1: Well, let me ask you this. Do you feel that they should have done the same thing with Barry? Traded him away to a contender? Yes. Same thing for Calvin.
2: Yes. Huh. Yes. If you can't win with them, do right by him.
1: I agree. I agree.
2: I mean, the only I mean to me. It, it it sucks that we don't have statues outside of Ford Field. But Barry deserves one. Calvin deserves one. I think Stafford deserves one. And God willing, knock on wood, Jared Goff will bring this team a Super Bowl. And he'll get one, too.
1: No. We'll see. We'll see.
2: But I think Stafford should be there. And, you know, it's funny. In, in trying to find that clip, because, again, like I said, I listened to that game on the radio as I do most road games, or, or well, that was a home game, most right. games. Now, because I'm at Ford Field for the home games, but I'm more of a Lions radio guy than watching on TV. I love listening to Dan Miller. I wish Jim Brands was still there, but that's no disrespect to Lomas Brown. I've always been a big Lions radio guy. I'd never heard the TV call until yesterday, trying to get these clips together for this podcast. Sure. It's atrocious. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. They don't know who the hell the... the because there was like a pass interference. And it, it, if you go back and listen, if you can find the TV broadcast of that, it's night and day. Mm. And it's 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 terrible. Mm. And I'll also add this. In the spirit of some of my other top five clips and the Lions getting screwed, if that's any other team than the Cleveland Browns, are the Lions winning that game? I'm going to say no. <laughs> right. That's the other Cause, thing. Because the
1: Cleveland Browns are basically the Lions of the AFC.
2: Right. You know. Right. Yeah. That, that's what's crazy. Yeah. If that's any other team than Cleveland, Matt Stafford comes out there and throws that that pass, and they find some way to, like, there's a flag that comes out or just some bullshit that the NFL will dig up. Right. To keep that, that out of the wind column. And then we're not even talking about that. We're talking about... Well, that was really tough of Stafford, but it didn't result in a win that gave him a win. And again, it was just a regular season win when they have two wins that year. So it wasn't that spectacular. But still, I mean, what a great moment, great quarterback and kudos to him for finally getting that ring.
1: Well, I appreciate that as his number one fan. Appreciate you giving me some. I uh,
2: told you I was going to surprise.
1: you. Well, you did. You surprised me. And and actually, I think I I think about a year or so ago, maybe longer than that, uh, we did have Corey uh, saying something good about Matthew Stafford. I think it was when the Rams won the Super Bowl. But hey, we got a little bit out of him. So let's take one last break, and that'll give us some time to give a shout out to our wonderful sponsors of this roaring 20s detroit lion podcast on the flip side we will have the doc's prescriptions stay tuned everybody Hey everybody, this is The Outsider Scotty William, and if you're looking for a reliable tax preparer for all your personal and business taxes, well look no further than Fulton Court Services. That's right, Des Fulton is the best around, and he will make sure you get everything coming to you. So call him today at 248-483-0529. That's right, 248 248- or DM them on the gram at Fulton Core Services. Get back what's coming to you. Get Fulton Core Services. Are you looking for caregiver support? At Daybreak Adult Daycare, we provide a safe environment, structure, and support that is focused on person-centered care. It is our goal to provide a home away from home while organizing and facilitating different activities for the seniors and adults in our community. Our team of highly dedicated, passionate and professional staff focus on giving families peace of mind, knowing that the people closest to them are receiving high quality care in their absence. Adult daycare can provide an affordable care option while elevating quality of life and relieving caregiver stress with a day's break. So if you're looking for caregiver support, contact Daybreak Adult Daycare at 248-801-3004. That's
0: 248-801-3004. If you build it, they will come. Coming to the Sports for America Network, it's the Co and Bro. Opinion Show. The Roaring Twenties Detroit Lion Podcast with the Outsider and the Doc. The Wolverine Den with head coach Tony Blankenship, Scotty William, and Corey T.S. For more information on schedules, dates, and times, go to SportsTheNumber4America.com. That's SportsTheNumber4America.com. You don't know what you're missing.
1: So listen, I want to play you a clip, and I want you to uh, set the record straight. And this is from your good buddy, Corey. So I I want you to, uh, he, he, he made these remarks about you. And I want you to be able to, you know, comment back on it. Here it goes. Next week, I will be on the air with the doc for the Roaring 20s. Detroit Lions podcast, and I know... The, Looking the, forward to that. Oh, yeah. I want to hear that. Yeah. And then we can't... Listen to Doc's biased opinion. It, well, of course Doc's got a biased opinion. He's a season ticket holder. <laughs> so, now, is it... Are you? Are, we're not going to give a biased opinion of the... We're not going to be your typical... Detroit Lions homers right did
2: you just hear the last 45 minutes or whatever it's been that we've been talking did you you hear any bias uh, in my voice or those those top five moments
1: well those were top five moments we know that you you left here and then you were rooting for the Packers for a while
2: I was working in the the town that's a different situation but please
1: but you are a season ticket holder I am so are you Uh, that's
2: like being a Packer owner kind of not really
1: okay But, little bit so, but but we're going to give the folks out there that are listening in each and every week on the Sports for America Network. You'll also be able to find us uh, on Spotify. You, you just go to the Bro Opinion Show and you'll hit the Roaring 20s Detroit Lion Podcast uh, logo and you'll be able to hear our podcast. So uh, a lot of good things coming up. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to hearing these angry. Fa- will we have angry fans each and every week, or will we have uh, excited fans? Where Where do you think they go? Let's end. Let's end it with this. W- prediction wise, I know it's before preseason. How many wins do you think they'll win? They'll go with this year.
2: Eleven.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Eleven. We win. can
2: break it down closer. Closer. Yeah, to the absolutely. Start. Absolutely. I, I think they're going to win eleven. Now,
1: that. I in talking with Corey on the Cohen Broad Opinion Show, uh, I did a sportsnot.com, uh, did a preseason, and they had for the NFC North, they had the Lions and the Vikings, both at eleven and six. So that's funny that you said eleven and six.
2: There
1: you go. Hmm. I don't know. I. I I guess it's, I I'm going to have to be one of those wait and see guys. Um I guess it's just to get for them to get 11 wins, that's a, that's a tall order,
2: I think. It doesn't look. You want to get in the playoffs. You mm-hmm. want to be in the mix. And however we get there, that's what's important. I want to win playoff games.
1: So what if what if they, they but they have a potential now. They have a potential to start the season 0 and 3. What do you? I mean, can you pull out of an zero three slump? Well, they I mean, you got, of, you got Kansas at, City. Look at
2: what they pulled out of last year. What are you talking about? Well, can I mean, they they yeah, they started one and six last year. Yeah. So, so yes, I, I, I'm just I, talking I about
1: your buddy Corey. He says eh, Corey. it's a it's a it's a done deal if they start zero three or zero four. He says it's a done deal. So, what will you? What will we? Well, what, I, I mean, hey, look, they, 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 they did come back what, from one and six, but hold, like I did tell up. Corey, let's back up for a second. Okay. Though. All right.
2: Okay. And what? Okay. I can see them losing to the chiefs. Okay. You said they're going to start. zero and three or four. That's what Corey That's said. What Corey I didn't said. say that. Okay. Corey, you think that the lions are going to lose to the Falcons, the Falcons, they're dreadful. That's not going to happen. <laughs>
1: you don't think the Falcons are going to be a a sleeper team this year no I do not okay Okay.
2: the Seahawks I mean that's a Mm toss-up Packers at Green Bay I think we own them I think the just
1: because of last year
2: just because of last year and now they're going into a new era with Jordan Love so I don't know what Corey's been smoking. I hope he shares it with us just because we're not on the same show right now. Right. But feel free to drop some off. But come on. <laughs> oh, and four. Get the hell out of here.
1: Hmm. Okay. Well, hey, I, I'm i just, you know, I, I'm trying to be the voice of reason. I, 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 I'm, I have a positive outlook to a certain extent. I'm kind of uh, skittish a little bit, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see.
2: Now, let's take a look at his... Uh, Cowboys week yeah. one against the Giants. That's a loss week two against the Jets. That's a loss. Okay. They'll beat the Cardinals and they're going to lose to the Patriots. So you sure, Corey, you're not messing up, uh, uh, mixing up the lines with your team,
1: with mm, your boys, Corey, your
2: boys that you probably have never, you're ripping on me for having season tickets and all this mocking me. Corey, you probably haven't even seen the Dallas Cowboys in, per, in person. You haven't even gotten on an airplane in your life. Oh, <laughs>
1: Well, that is so true.
2: Put, put your big boy pants on. Fly yourself to Dallas, Fort Worth. Go mm-hmm. see the Cowboys in person, and then you can talk about being a fan.
1: He says his Cowboys are going to win the division. He says uh, you I can't
2: I, do that starting one and four. Yeah. So, one
1: so, so you say you think there could be some similarities between Dallas and Detroit?
2: No, there's no similarities okay. whatsoever. Two, di- two different trajectories.
1: Okay. What do you think they start off with? Since we're talking about the first four games,
2: the Lions or the Cowboys? Lions. I think. I know it's early. I think they're going to go two and two.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: I think they. Do you think they, they get
1: think demolished gonna, by Kansas City?
2: No, I don't think they're going to get demolished.
1: Hmm. So what if? So is your trajectory going to be even higher if they come in? first game of the year against kc and win
2: i mean if that happens will you
1: jump up to 12 wins or 13 wins
2: no i don't i don't think i would change but listen you know this is the type of game where, as as anyone that's been a lions fan for any period of time knows these are the games where the lions not only lose but they're typically embarrassed so if mm-hmm. we can just hang with the chiefs that's a whole different story right okay okay you know, that. and, and that's not to sell them short. I'm not trying to set the bar low. I, I don't think they're on the Chiefs level quite yet. Okay. But let's but let's see. Okay. They're certainly more of a darling with the NFL than they've been in years past. Absolutely. They've got a lot of Absolutely. But I'll tell you this, Scott. Okay. In my mind, that opener against the Chiefs, that tells me that tells me one one thing about the league. And that is that the lions may be the darling right now, but the, the league does not see them going to the super bowl. Hmm. Because I think the chiefs have a f- high probability. They could go back sure. certainly in the equation. And I don't think they're giving away a super bowl matchup on, on week one
1: hmm.
2: to kick off the season. Sure. Huh? I don't know what the statistics are, if that's ever happened but the Thursday night, hmm. all eyes on the one game kind right. of set up. But I think that, To me, what that says about the league is yeah, we like the Lions, we like the direction they're headed in, but they're not going to the Super Bowl. Hmm. Because I think if they were truly a Super Bowl contender, they wouldn't the league's not giving away that game. That's that's my opinion. Okay. Could be wrong about that. Okay. But I think two and two to start out the four, better record than the Cowboys are gonna have. Corey, your Cowboys aren't even gonna make the playoffs, buddy. So wow.
1: Ooh, Corey, we're gonna play this for you. Doc's predictions. Dallas will not make the playoffs. Do you have a Doc's prescriptions to end it up today? I do. Or let me play your... I want to play this beautiful Doc prescription. I haven't played this in, in, I don't know how long. Calling
2: Dr. Howard.
1: Dr. Fine. Dr. Howard. Calling Dr. Howard.
0: Dr. Fine. Dr. Howard. Might I inquire to ask him, what's up, Doc?
1: Now with the prescription of the day, here's Dr. Dave. I know.
2: All right, Scotty, so this past week, Washington fans celebrated the official end of the Daniel Snyder ownership era, of the Commanders, formerly known as the football team, Hmm. formerly known as the Redskins, Scotty, this was like, have you ever seen Star Wars? When Darth Vader picks up the Emperor and chucks him down the toilet chute of the Death Star into the abyss of space?
1: Mm. Yes, I have seen that.
2: Yes. That's kind of what happened. The League tossed Daniel Snyder out. I mean, granted, he got like $8 billion out of the deal. Right. Now... All indications much like the Emperor in Star Wars. Snyder, terrible human being, but we know that the NFL employs plenty of terrible human beings. No one really cares at the end of the day about these people as human beings. What they do care about are wins and losses. Daniel Snyder's team did far too much of the latter. In fact, as Adam Schefter tweeted out before Twitter became X today, In 24 seasons as owner, Washington had six playoff appearances, two playoff wins, no NFC championship game appearances, 10 different head coaches, 27 different starting quarterbacks and a 427 winning percentage, which ranked 27th in the NFL. (laughs) And I read that, that got me thinking. Now, can you imagine a scenario can you imagine with that kind of performance as an owner, at any point, the Washington football team ever putting Daniel Snyder's initials on their jersey as a permanent tribute to him? No. No. Yet compare that to William Clay Ford. I agree. Who, D- during the his thing, ownership... Right. Right. won 41 <laughs> percent right. of their regular season sure. games made the playoffs 10 times with only one playoff win and never appeared in a Super Bowl
1: but the difference between the two is Snyder would still be owner had he not had the sexual uh harassment or whatever the thing that took place that's 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 the okay. difference
2: the point is this okay in a year from now roughly The Lions are going to unveil new uniforms. We know that they're on the horizon. Mm -hmm. My hope is that they're going to be throwbacks. They're going to look like maybe the 90s or whatever. Maybe a slight tweak to what they're wearing now. Okay. It's Nike. They'll probably make them look like shit. But what's non-negotiable is that WCF tribute on the side. That's got to go. I agree. I I understand Sheila Hamp's dad, and I don't consider Sheila Hamp an extension of William Clayford, just like I don't consider Chris Illich to be an extension of Mike Illich. Because if it's all about how your dad did as an owner, right. Chris Illich would be a good owner, and I he agree. sucks. I agree. So Sheila Hamp, so far, looking great as an owner. But if you really want to make an impact, Sheila, you take, I'm sorry, your dad was probably a nice guy, probably did great things for you, raised you up right, it was a millionaire, part of the, the Ford family, I drive Fords. I love Ford, but he was a terrible owner, Sheila. You got to own up to that. You got to take those initials off those jerseys. We can't have that. Now, earlier you talked about the curse. People talk about the Bobby Lane curse. Okay? The only curse that ever truly exists in sports, Scott, is the curse of bad ownership. Mm. That's it. Okay. There's no curse. There's no bad luck. Okay, Because when we talk about the Lions and their bad luck, the fact is, is the bad luck stands out because the poor ownership has not put the team in a position to be in the mix more often, to have more playoff appearances. When you're only getting in the playoffs once or twice a decade, those bad luck moments are gonna stand out, right? Sure. Okay. Good ownership, they're giving you the chance. They're putting you in the situation to win time and time again and that's what we didn't get with William Clay Ford it was never a Bobby Lane curse they're not cursed now but you can't celebrate a loser take the initials off that's my prescription
1: you have been listening to the roaring 20s Detroit Lions podcast each and every Wednesday, new episodes will be available throughout the NFL season. Where do you find us, Scotty? Well, we are on your favorite podcasting platform. You just gotta search for the Co and Bro Opinion Show. And that's where you'll be able to find three great shows. The Co and Bro Opinion Show, This Roaring 20s, Detroit Lion Podcast, and The Wolverine Den. But not only that, all three shows will be on the Sports for America Network. How do I find out where this Sports for America Network is, you ask? Well, you just go to sportsforamerica.com. That's sports, the number for America And it is there you will find schedules, dates, times, and you'll be able to interact live. Plus, you'll get comprehensive sports news and scores. And guess what, folks? Let the games begin. we'll see you next time on the Roaring Twenties Detroit Lion Podcast.